you know, one thing that I know I will never ever buy is a second-hand puzzle. I mean, you see them in charity shops all the time and car boot sales and at village fates, but I think it's just because I don't think I trust anyone enough to be sure that all of the pieces are going to be in the box. I just think that with something like a puzzle, you really need all of the pieces for it to work, or else however far you get, it will just feel, well, incomplete. During the first lockdown that we had, my housemate and I decided to buy a puzzle. It kept us fairly busy as we'd never really done one before, but also because we were pretty ambitious. I mean, this thing had thousands and thousands of different pieces. When we were approaching the end though, I thought it would be funny uh, if I just subtly picked up one of the pieces and put it in my pocket and just pretended that somehow we couldn't finish it because this last piece was lost. Now my housemate knows me pretty well and so um, he quickly saw through my plan. But momentarily it was funny, it was funny to see the frustration on his face after all of the hours pouring into this puzzle that we had to somehow abandon it because of this one missing piece. You know, I think that's a reflection of things that we search for in life too. It's like we have a point where we realize that we're in possession of this puzzle box of life with all the different pieces in it to make life work how we want it to. We have the piece that we need to place in order to get married and the piece to start a family and then a piece that we need to put in to get into the property ladder and the money piece that's perhaps always just that little bit smaller than we'd want it to be. Uh, there's the car piece and then there's the friends piece and then there's the piece that holds all of the holiday memories and the hobby piece that gives us that bit of fulfillment. Most of us spend our whole lives making sure that all of these pieces are in the right place. In fact, maybe you're someone and when you look at these uh, pieces and you look at your life, you can honestly say that you've done a good job. Or maybe you're someone who looks at life and thinks maybe not so much and if only you can get your hands on that next piece, then the picture will seem that little bit more clear. Here's the thing though, and many of you will have been in this place before, when we put all of the pieces that we own in the place that we feel that they should go, it still kind of feels like there's a piece missing. I mean, just like a puzzle. However much we can see the picture, it's just not quite right or complete because there's something that should be there that just isn't. And as much as we try and ignore it or try and get another piece that obviously doesn't fit in its place, it's like it's the only piece that ever really mattered. In fact, it's the more you live with it, it becomes less and less just one piece. It becomes the piece. I'm Karen, I'm married to Paul, and I've got two children, Summer and Ben. Before I found Jesus, things were good, I was content, um, yeah, generally happy. I don't know what it was that was missing. Um, it just felt like we went to church at Christmas, and each year we did that again and again, and I just felt like I wanted something more than that. And we looked around various churches, um, but it wasn't until we came to the Forge that it felt different, it felt relevant. My mum had always said that being a Christian was being kind to your neighbours. We didn't really go to church, um, so that was kind of the background that I had. That was what you did, you were kind. I think just by going to church uh, regularly, I felt I wanted something more. I joined the um, Alpha course through the Forge. I had lots of questions. Um, I was emailing in between each week to ask what I wanted to know. I asked about the dinosaurs. 
Um, <laughs> I think that was the first week when I was like, hang on a minute, this doesn't matter anymore. Um, there just came that point where I didn't need to know all the answers. So one week we um, looked at a picture of Jesus standing at a door and we were told that he had to be invited in, he wouldn't barge his way in. Um, but I felt scared to open the door because I was happy as I was and I was scared as what would happen if I did let him in. One night um, when I was at home, um, I prayed to ask Jesus to come into my life and nothing happened. Um, and then the next week I told Steve about that and he then prayed for me and I just felt overcome with emotion. Um, I really felt that was the night where I became a Christian. So even though I'd said the prayer myself, it was that night with everybody else there. Frodo began to feel restless and the old path seemed too well trodden. He looked at maps and wondered what lay beyond their edges. Maps made in the Shire showed mostly white spaces beyond its borders. And you know Frodo from Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, he senses what many of us sense deep down. There must be more to life. We sense there must be more than what we can see, touch, eat, wear, buy or put in our hair. We sense there's a missing piece and without it, the picture isn't quite complete. A little bit like this jigsaw I've got right here. There's a picture on the front. It's a thousand piece jigsaw. Imagine getting to the end. You've all done it. 999 and you just can't find that last piece, the missing piece. For me, that's where faith comes in. Okay, here's the God bit I hear you say. I'm out. Wait. We will come to the God bit. But first, let's think about the faith bit. You see, faith is literally a confidence or a trust in a person, a thing or a concept. In one sense, everyone has faith, but what that faith has to offer depends on what or who that faith is in. First prove to me there's a God, then we can chat about faith, I hear you say. Well, if you can't explain something with the five senses, does that mean it can't be true? In other words, the five senses, you know, see, hear, touch, taste or smell. But is that a rational position? Let's take love. You can't see it. What about freedom? You've never smelt it. But we've experienced both and we sense that they're true. And whilst it's true that you can't put God in a test tube or under a microscope, but you can't do that with love or freedom either. So instead of looking for proof, what if we considered evidence? Many years ago, um, uh, I was a young kid and I, uh, some of the older girls in our street used to push me around the street on my bike and my mum used to say, one day you're going to get hurt. But I was a cocky little lad and so I said, where's the evidence for that? Well, one day, there I am at our front door, banging on the front door, screaming because my lip has burst open and blood is spurting out. There was the evidence in front of me. Let's consider the evidence for the existence of God before we talk about what faith has to offer. The first thing is this, cause and effect. This is where we think that science has disproved God far from it. The Big Bang discovery has, hasn't unraveled the notion of faith in God, but actually suggests evidence for the existence of God. Remember a guy who, was, who I knew many years ago was a, was a famous preacher in the UK and he was on a TV show along with an atheist and the atheist says, you as a Christian expect us to believe that something created something out of nothing. That's ridiculous. To which the guy said, and you expect us to believe that nothing created something out of nothing. Which is the more ridiculous option? Number two, design and order. Designs imply a designer. 
You know, what came from the Big Bang? It wasn't chaos, it was order. In fact, the speed of our planet is such that if it was to increase by 1.4 times, we would fly out of the solar system. The problem with evidence is it's easy for us to deny the evidence that points towards conclusions that we are uncomfortable with. Physicist Stephen Hawking, he said, it would be very difficult to explain why the universe should have begun in just this way, except as the act of a God who intended to create beings like us. And he wasn't a person of faith, and yet that's what the evidence suggested. Voltaire, a writer and philosopher, very critical of Christianity, he said this, if God did not exist, it would be necessary for us to invent him. Chance is not an explanation, it's a non-explanation. It doesn't make rational sense. But you know, there's a third evidence, and I think it's this, it's changed lives. Maybe the most powerful evidence of all. People who've discovered that there's more to life than what they've already seen. So what does faith in God have to offer? Let me give you some ideas. Firstly, I think it offers some sense. You see, we sense that there's more. We sense that there's something missing. And faith in God makes sense. Now let me be clear. There's a lot that doesn't make much sense to me, even with faith in God. But without faith, it makes no sense at all. We have two sons and our youngest son who's in his 20s now, Simeon, when he was about two, was diagnosed with learning disabilities, complex special needs, autism. And we were told as young parents he would never live an independent life. And it was devastating for us. And it's difficult even now. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense. But without God, without faith, it makes no sense at all. And then there's meaning, the meta-narrative, the big story of the world and how my life fits into that. And then I think faith has to offer purpose. Why am I here? What can I contribute to the world? And then there's resource, strength beyond myself. There was this kid in a sandbox and and he had a big rock in the middle of the sand and he couldn't move it and he tried everything he could uh, and eventually there was a shadow appeared over him and he looked up and he saw his dad and his dad bent down and moved the rock and the kid could carry on playing. The kid said to his dad, Dad, I tried everything and I couldn't move the rock. The dad said, no son, you didn't try everything. You didn't ask me. That's what faith in God, it brings a resource and a strength outside of yourself. And then finally, there's peace. Not like a piece of the puzzle, but the peace. And Jesus put it this way, I give you the gift of peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. What does faith have to offer? Sense, meaning, purpose, resource and peace. I think that's what most of a sense deep down is missing. And just like Frodo, Will we let that restless feeling cause us to venture out from our paths and maps and look beyond? Maybe then we could find for ourselves that missing piece. Curious? I hope you are. So the Mully family were baptised that next weekend and at the end of their baptism, when it was asked if anybody else wanted to come forward, I just heard a voice in my head saying, yes, me, and I could feel a physical force trying to push me forwards and I felt like everybody else would be able to feel that. I didn't do anything about it, I didn't know what baptism was, I didn't even know if it was relevant to me at the time. So the next week um, at Alpha one of the topics was baptism and it was really interesting all the way along that I seemed to be one step ahead each time, it wasn't just what I was listening to on the week that was then having an effect, it was kind of all happening ahead of that and that was again another proof to me 
that it was real what I was experiencing. The next week I spoke to Chris Cobbold, who was leading the church at the time, and arranged my baptism with him. I think it was watching everybody else on the course as well, particularly like Claire and Andy Molly, and seeing them and seeing all the kind of positivity from them. I think that made a difference. So I think I was just aware of um, things that would otherwise have passed as coincidences, things that didn't quite make sense, that I would have just brushed off. For example, we um, saw Luke and Leanne Allard um, with two girls that weren't speaking English, had a chat with them and found they were from the Chernobyl Children's Lifeline. And then after that, every time I opened a newspaper or a magazine, there was an article about them. And then the final straw was when I opened a newspaper just to clean the children's shoes. I wasn't even reading it. And there was an article right on the top um, about the charity again. And so I spoke to Paul and he was surprisingly open-minded. Um, so we ended up hosting um, a little girl that year for a month. Um, and since then we've hosted six children from Belarus. I wouldn't have thought twice about it, but it was just being aware of those things that kept coming back. And I just felt God was speaking to me. I think I have to remind myself to put Jesus into my life. It's very easy to carry on um, and just go day by day on your own in your own control. So I think I have to consciously remind myself to be reading my Bible and to be using my journal, which I found really useful um, to pick up on those coincidences because otherwise, especially with life being so busy, it's really easy just to let things go past and not actually relate them together and realize that's something God's trying to say to you. I think I would say Jesus is the encouragement I need to do things and to realize that I can do them because I know that he's gonna be there. So I think if somebody was interested in looking um, further into who Jesus was, I would definitely, definitely recommend the Alpha course. I think that was amazing. It was such a safe place to ask questions um, and a lot of information. It wasn't just questions from us. Um, it was a really good course, really, and information coming through. So I definitely recommend doing that. Hey, be honest, have you ever wondered if there's more? Have you ever wondered if that sense of something missing really can be filled? Well, we all spend our lives trying to fill it in with more stuff, or maybe a philosophy about how none of it really ultimately matters. Well, I don't believe either of those things really work. I believe that there is someone who ultimately, however empty our lives might feel, fills in the gap. In fact, I believe more than that. I believe that faith in Jesus and following him fills in the whole picture, that it's him that ultimately gives us life and purpose to our lives. So whoever you are, however much you believe that or are cynical about the prospect, I just wanna ask you a question. How much time do you spend and how much money have you spent? And how many people have you put your hope in in order that you might feel slightly more satisfied in life? And isn't exploring faith just worth the chance to fill in that gap? Isn't spending some time with us on this series worth your time just in case? Lee Mack, the comedian, once said on Desert Island Discs, where you get to pick a book that you would bring if you were stranded on a desert island, along with the complete works of Shakespeare in the Bible. He decided that he would take Stephen Hawkins' A Brief History of Time. He reasoned that uh, as he would be spending time thinking about why he was there on the island, he could also maybe spend time considering why any of us are here at all. But then he picked up on the fact that he would also have a Bible. And he said this, I'm glad you get the Bible because I would read the Bible. I think it's quite odd that people like myself in their 40s quite happily dismiss the Bible, but have never read it. 
I always used to think that if an alien came down and you were the only person they ever met and they said, well, what's life all about? What's Earth all about? Tell us everything. And you said, well, there's this book here that purports to tell you everything. Uh, some people believe it to be true. Some people do not believe it to be true. And wow, what's it like, they say. And you go, well, I don't know. I've never read it. It would be an odd thing, wouldn't it? So at least it's worth a read. You know, I think that Lee Mack has a point. Perhaps the Bible seems a daunting place to start. Perhaps you've had a negative experience of church in the past. And if that's true, I'm really sorry. Perhaps you've previously dismissed religion altogether, and that's okay. I just want to invite you as we journey together, as we ask the big questions, perhaps the biggest question of life. I want to invite you to be curious, and you might find more than you ever thought. Thank you.